What's up, players? Welcome back, friends and familiars, to the podcast. It's your girl, Lars, back with another installment of the Gods and Goddesses Handbook that we are currently writing as we speak and are trying our hardest to follow the advice ourselves. I was thinking we could start this podcast and every other podcast in the future with a body check, which is totally ripping off Esther Pavinsky and her Esther Club, Esther Club. Uh, she likes to do that in her podcast, but maybe we could call it something else where essentially what it is, is you like take note of every part of your body, your head, your neck, your back, your stomach. It kind of like brings you into the moment and grounds you, I would assume. But beyond that, we could just start each podcast by talking about how we're feeling and how our day's been in our week. So instead of calling it the body check, we'll call it the busy chizzity, bizzle chizzle, <laughs> bodizzle chizzle, chizzle, bodizzle chizzle. Uh, All right. All right. No, I mean body scan and. Go ahead. With what? The body and brain scan. Oh, okay. Uh, my body is intact. My brain is questionably so. Alright, he's not taking this seriously, but don't worry, I will. Okay? You can always count on Lars. Let's just call it a soul scan. Soul check, soul scan, body scan, human scan. I'm nodding. Meat suit scan. Nodding to all of this. Meat suit scan. Okay. So, my whole body is feeling pretty good because Trinity was so kind to actually massage me for, like, an hour. My whole body, because I breathe way too hard. Why do I do that? God, that pisses me off. (laughs) And then whenever I, like, laugh and say something, I'll be like, (laughs) like, what the hell is that? I literally have just noticed that from doing this podcast, so I really want to stop doing that. But anyways. Well, unconsciously, we tend to take shallow breaths. So then when we're doing anything, you know, even the slightest bit strenuous or involves our concentration, then we need more oxygen because we're not normally getting it. Interesting. But yeah, anyways... I guess my shoulder is feeling a little tight. My left shoulder, not sure what that's about. Probably slept on it weird. I was having like an ear infection this week, which I did not appreciate. But I just dumped hydrogen peroxide in that bitch and (coughs) I think it's all good. It definitely, oh my God, it felt so weird. (laughs) He, Trinity poured hydrogen peroxide in my ear and it, it is the most shocking feeling. Just like cold liquid going directly into your ear. It sounds like it's not a big deal. Try it out. If you want to rush, holy shit. You literally cannot help but like make the weirdest face. Anyways, so that helped a lot. And I had to do that for like three days straight. We're all good. No pain today. But holy shit, that stuff hurts. I don't know. But holy shit. <laughs> but but whole. <laughs> oh god (laughs) um but yeah i think i got an ear infection tiny ear infection from using q-tips you're not supposed to use q-tips i mean that's not like unknown knowledge now i feel like everybody knows that but 
what the hell? What are they actually supposed to be for? Okay, makeup? No. When I get out of a shower and my ears are wet, that's the first thing that I reach for is a Q-tip. Like, I cannot wait to get that water out of my ear hole. But apparently, it's not good for you. So, I need to figure something else out in that regard. And... Anyways, I'm starting to feel better sick-wise, getting more sleep, but it's really crazy how all day I'll be so fucking tired that all I want to do is go to sleep. And then as soon as like 8 p.m. hits, I'm like wide awake. But mentally, uh, Uns unstable, but sound. I am still feeling stressed. I feel like I say this every week, but it just seems like things are never ending sometimes and things just keep coming up. But I'm just looking too far forward into the future. I really need to practice just being in the moment and chilling hard, you know? Chilling like a freaking villain. But it was pretty cool because Trinity's friend Jesse, I guess our friend Jesse. Shouts out. Shouts out Jesse. He added me and Trinity to this like recovery group chat on Facebook. And that's pretty cool, honestly. I'm pretty honored to be thought of that way. And I literally have nothing else like that in my life right now. So I am down for that. And that's just the idea of being in that is helping. And today I'm 42 days sober from alcohol. So what up? I, well, I am proud of you. Thank you. And a quote that came to mind when I wanted to do this body mind check, meat suit check, whatever you want to call it. Um, a quote that came to mind was from The Walking Dead uh, when Maggie's talking to Glenn. Spoiler, to... spoiler alert much? <laughs> it's like the second episode. <laughs> okay, maybe fourth. They talk though? That's I didn't know that. <laughs> when Glenn is sitting on the porch in one scene when they're at the farm, they first get to the farm, he's like all stressed out sitting outside by himself and Maggie goes outside and asks him what's up. And, oh, he's talking about how he's praying for the first time and he doesn't really know how to. And she's just, like, watching him. And he's like, are you just going to sit there and watch? And then she says something about, like, believe in God or not, but you have to learn how to make it okay somehow, no matter what happens. And it's true, man. I mean, one thing that we can be happy about is that we are not living in a zombie apocalypse right now. But... Mm, kind of. <laughs> not exactly, but more or less. But it is kind of interesting how the whole story of The Walking Dead is kind of a metaphor for life itself, like normal life. Like, we are The Walking Dead currently. And, I mean, if you've seen the show, there's a scene, spoiler alert, I guess, there's a scene where one of the daughters, <laughs> cover your ears, Trinity. <laughs> but there's a scene where the daughter is trying to kill herself. She's just like, what's the point? And that scene is not in the book by the way, because we're badass like that and read the books. It's just, like, we're all, life is always dangerous. There's always a chance you could die at any moment. You need to just make everything okay. And as long as you're waking up in the morning, breathing, living to see another day, then it's worth it and you have to make it okay. Well, one of the characters in that show, I think it's main character, Rick, he says something like the, the dread of death and bad things happening you know that that's nothing new so 
having hope in a dreary situation is something that we're already familiar with. It's ongoing. Yeah, you just got to work through it. Stick with it. Stay up. As the kids are saying these days, cope. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, when it's not a derogatory, when it's not like a demeaning, belittling insult, uh, it actually is a pretty simple way of putting it that whatever's going on in your life, you just need to find a way that you personally can cope with it. Yeah. Nobody else can carry that weight for you. You're going to carry that weight. Cowboy Bebop. Now we got all kinds of references going. Yes, we watch cartoons and anime and <laughs> occasionally yeah. listen to the Beatles. Avatar. I body scan. I'm in tip top shape because uh, one thing I did read about in a, some Buddhist text was one time was one of the tenets. There was like all these different like kind of codes to live by or something. Just useful, not exactly mantras, but something like that. Sort of like something that you could put it into words about how to conduct yourself uh, one of them was do not speak about injured limbs i guess there was a couple of reasons for that it's like one you're basically giving it power you're solidifying it more in the world that it is a problem or that it is real or you know even if it's you're attributing greater importance to it by acknowledging it more and more and then also the the kind of more negative seeming aspect is you don't want to give away your, you know, any weakness or vulnerability, I guess, to the universe because there's, you know, obviously just as many you might think you have like guardian angels or God looking out for you, but there's just as many dark forces on that in that uh, realm of thinking. You know, things things that are out there looking to trip you up. So yeah, don't, don't want to put a don't want to put a bullseye on your back unnecessarily. That kind of reminds me of something I've heard somewhere out there in the world that you should never, I hate saying the word should, because I say it all the time, but. Uh, should, should, would, could, it like, it's like separating us. I think, I think about this all the time, that should, would, and could, it almost like separates our current present condition from the ideal. Yeah. It's like you're imagining a version of you that is behaving, proceeding properly, and you're basically convincing or proclaiming that you're not that yeah that's an eloquent way of saying what i was trying to get to there but um yeah dog i, I guess do, i do use words goods <laughs> i guess another way to reframe that is one does not want to identify with how they're feeling in a negative way like i guess what i was literally just doing i was saying i have an ear infection you don't want to be saying that you want to say I am feeling the effects of an ear infection. I am feeling the effects of anxiety because you're identifying with it and like making it a part of your spirit and personality kind of. Yeah, I think I've heard one one way of framing it was I was experiencing blank symptoms. Mm. The more positive spin on it even would be not necessarily you were recovering or healing from, but more like uh, something like that, like you're overcoming certain symptoms or afflictions mm, i like that i am overcoming anxiety and i am overcoming a ear infection i hate the word infection so much it sounds so disgusting infection. <laughs> the plague. it makes me feel so gross anyways anyways <laughs> anyways uh 
I wanted to start this podcast by kind of doing some housekeeping of some things that I've been saying on the podcast pertaining to my family. One could perceive the things that I'm saying about my family as negative and I totally get it. It's definitely coming off that way, but I am absolutely not trying to bash my family at all. I am not. I'm really not trying to make anybody look bad. I love my family. They are great people. They've done a lot for me. I've done equally amounts of fucked up things to them and given them equal amounts of trauma and abuse, I would assume. I think that those words kind of hold more power than what they should because everybody has trauma and abuse in their life in some way. Right. It's like, it's almost making it, it's almost signifying some perpetrator or like some, some part of it was evil or some person was yeah. you know, doing some grave injustice when they're probably just being careless, just not even thinking about it. Right. And that's really where family issues come from is that people are doing things to hurt other people without even realizing it. And I know I am guilty of it just all the same. But the stories that I tell about my family is just examples that I'm trying to use to articulate points I'm trying to make. Like, I very nonchalantly said that I was abused by my brother and stuff, and that just sounds awful. That sounds terrible. And I feel bad for saying that. Like, he was an older sibling to me. It doesn't. There, there's no excuse for some of these these stories or be uh, you know treatments. Right. I mean, but... I I would say what's important to keep in mind when you've got when you're looking at people's you know, how they've had an effect or an impact on your life from some kind of major upset is on one hand they probably didn't even know that what they were doing was so wrong or would have such such consequence on your development on the other hand no matter how many good things a person has done for you it doesn't it doesn't nullify any you know harm that has been caused like there's like either way you can't can't lump things in together like that that if someone did something fucked up to you it's not okay because they've done a bunch of other nice stuff for you and also the fact that they did a nice thing for you shouldn't be negated because they you know had all this history of of hurtful uh, relation but right the main thing that we can view things through is a a growth mindset or perspective that if we ourselves are trying to get better as people and be more mindful more considerate then we have to extend that same courtesy to everyone else so maybe someone has done you wrong for any number of time over any number of situations but you know i would say keep keep that in mind but don't hold them to it at the same time like if i was a shitty kid or young person or if i was being a dick yesterday that doesn't mean that today moving forward might not be transcendent you know or i'm like making up for it or i'm in the process of acting more properly if that makes right. sense yeah and i 
I honestly, when I record this podcast, I am not even like thinking about all the people who are listening or could be listening. It kind of just feels like an audio diary to me. So yeah, I'm not great at articulating my past in a way that could not potentially be harmful to other people around me. So I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm not, I don't blame anybody. In fact, I understand where everybody's coming from, especially my generation where me and my sibling were raised as millennials by boomers. I truly wholeheartedly believe that boomers didn't know what they were doing when they were raising kids and how could they? I mean, it was a huge growth of population. that Nobody knew what they were doing and I don't blame anybody for it. But I do think it's important to recognize the past recognize how it made me feel, how your past makes you feel, and don't let it stop you from speaking your own truth. And I'm not bitter or hold any resentment to anybody. I'm sure I've said this in the past in that one podcast, but I would be lying if I didn't say I got my ass kicked a little bit. And that's (laughs) just how, that's just how shit goes, especially with my generation. Like, my family is fucking awesome. I love them. They've given me so much. They've done so much for me, but I would be remiss if I didn't say that I don't get along with them all the time. We're just different people. We don't always get along. I'm honestly very different from my entire immediate family. I feel like my sibling and parents really kind of mesh well, and they have similar interests, they are able to communicate with each other well, and that's great. I don't hold any resentment towards that at all, but there is definitely a communication gap between me and my family, and that's fine. I'm the youngest sibling. I was treated differently than my sibling, and that's how it goes. Parents always parent differently. Each child is parented differently, and I understand that. Everybody is human. I am also way more sensitive than all of my immediate family. I take things personally. I Things that are said to me, I hold on to and I can't let go of. And I really crave approval and validation from them. I don't take back anything I said. I stand by it, but I am absolutely not trying to make anybody look bad or bash anybody or make anybody feel bad, but I am absolutely gonna keep using this platform to speak my truth and I mean I feel like I've been pretty respective and understanding when I talk about it except sometimes I can say things a little crass well there's a difference between expressing how something made you feel and vilifying yeah like Joe Rogan has said in his god damn I was talking about Joe Rogan (laughs) Joe something uh But in his podcast a long time ago, I thought it was kind of cool how he... Drinks too much milk. (laughs) I don't listen to his podcast anymore, okay? I swear I do not. But he was the first podcast I ever listened to. And I thought it was cool how in one podcast he just basically was like, I am a fucking idiot. I don't know what the hell I'm saying, even as I'm saying it. When words exit my mouth, I'm not thinking about the way it's affecting people or taking into consideration other people's feelings or anything. I'm just speaking what comes to mind. And that's kind of the point I'm trying to make is I am just talking about stories from my past, examples from my past. I'm not trying to vilify anybody. Like, I know if my parents listened to this, they would definitely feel hurt, or the past episodes at least, but I don't want that. 
I am just simply trying to give examples of certain lessons I've seen and experienced, but I'm forgetting to add the good about my family too. Like I said, I'm not gonna let this stop me from living and speaking my truth. I love them. I don't blame them. I don't hold any resentment, but I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about it. Like I said, I can be a shit person too. And I do try to articulate that. I don't have any of this stuff mastered whatsoever. This is just stuff that I'm picking up on. But anyways. I've heard that when we're speaking, we're basically testing out a hypothesis. Unless someone directly asks you for the information, any other reason, it's like you're trying to confirm or deny what you're saying. Right. By sharing it with other people. And a lot of stories I tell... I'm only saying them because at the time I didn't even realize that it was hurtful to me. And you are allowed to think that anything is hurtful. You're allowed to perceive anything the way you want it to be perceived. One of my favorite jokes by Louis C.K., this dude he was talking to saying, I am not an asshole. I am not an asshole. And he was like, that's not up to you. (laughs) That is not up to you. You don't get to decide that. That's up to everybody around you and how you're making them feel. Anyways, it's kind of like the whole thing about what other people think of you is none of your business, but they are also allowed to think whatever they want about you, if that makes sense. I'm not, that kind of sounded bad. No, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) No, I mean, I guess one thing, like on one hand, um, not wanting to offend people by expressing how significant something is, it's like, well, whether or not what you say or do is going to be hurtful to someone, but it's like you don't i don't know i think it, i think part of it might be a don't rock the boat thing where it's like well if you don't think the person will listen and understand and care and like respond to the information then it's not just that you don't want to upset them or bother them with it it's that you think it's not going to make a change right and i think that's that's the thing that i see with your relationship with your parents like i guess your relationship with your parents and stuff is that you're thinking if you tell them all this stuff bothered you and you tell them what's going on with you right now that they're just not going to give a fuck well it's just that's just what i was saying is like we're just different we just don't see eye to eye and that's fine i'm okay with that i want to keep showing up for them and making them happy but i also need to reevaluate how i'm setting boundaries for myself and making sure that my needs are met because that's something that i haven't been doing in the past so that's really what all of these stories are about, about my family, is just understanding that behavior, that thing that they told me hurt me at the time. I didn't even realize it. I need to stop being a people pleaser and take care of my own feelings. I mean, this is stuff that's coming from my therapist, and therapy is every... I've talked to a few different therapists, and they've all said the same thing, is you have people pleaser syndrome. Anyways, I just wanted to preface this episode with that bit about my family because I do absolutely love my family. I do have the absolute right to talk about anything I want in this podcast because it's my show, our show. I can speak my truth, live my truth, but that was just brought to my attention that I perhaps need to be a little more careful about how I approach these things. But anyways, transitioning on... A completely different note. Different note. I digress. I digress. <laughs> this, the topic of this podcast is why it's okay to lose people. And I have a little too much experience in this realm of losing people. 
not my family by any means, but my friends, my old friends. Friends who I truly thought had my back, who truly cared about me. Like, I think I talked about it in one of the episodes, how I lost a friend of like eight years after breaking up with somebody, even though I confided in her about the whole situation, which was pretty shitty. So it's, it is kind of hard to not look at yourself and be like, wow, what the fuck is wrong with me? But I think what it really comes down to is that I have chosen not to put up with certain behaviors in friends. And if people start showing certain behaviors, then I'm kind of quick to cut them off because I've known people and had friends that would be treated like absolute garbage by certain friends. And then they would just keep going back to them and hanging out with them. And I know it's great to have friends, but at a certain point, you have to just stop giving them your time. You know, like, yeah, I, I know people who I would multiple times be like, you're still talking to that person? Didn't they do this fucked up thing to you and that fucked up thing? And they'd just be like, yeah, I don't know. Like, no, fuck that. My mom has always said this about me, that when I decide something, I stick to it. I think that's a big reason why I've lost a lot of friends is because if somebody starts treating me like shit, it's over. You have no room in my life anymore. I can't. I need to protect myself and my soul. And I think subconsciously I have been doing that in those situations because like I had, I was living with another friend of like literally 15 years, I think. We used to hang out as little kids. I remember when I met this person, they were seriously so tiny that we were jumping on the trampoline together and I could just knock him over so easily because he was like, <laughs> so tiny. I remember the first day I ever met this person and we lived together and things were great for a little while until they met their baby mama and then they just kind of kicked me to the curb and treated me like shit and I'm not really sure what that was all about. I think there was some jealousy in play there. I just won't stand for it. Yeah, I, like I'm a Leo. They, people always say Leos are Okay, I don't want to subscribe to astrology and be like, I'm a Leo, so I'm super loyal. But I am actually, like, incredibly fucking loyal. But also, on the inverse of that, if you don't show me loyalty, bye-bye. Well, then, a lot of my life has been, you know, especially when I was younger, I just wanted to connect to people. I just wanted to have people in my life, even if I didn't like things they did or if it didn't really seem like they cared, you know, it's like I would notice that I was, more and more I'd, I'd be paying attention to the fact that I was always going out of my way to hit people up and to try to organize get-togethers and stuff like that. And it got to a point where it was like, well, obviously this is not a give-and-take relationship, and so why am I investing? What am I investing in? Yeah, like, it's like that meme that was super popular a couple years ago where it's like, Stop hitting people up and see how many people reach out to you. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I felt that hardcore. Well, and it's like if you have something that they want, then they will be hitting you up. So it's good to be aware of that. Yeah, but truthfully, I mean, it's not unknown knowledge that if somebody is that easily able to drop you as a friend, then they weren't a friend to begin with. And that is a hard pill to swallow for sure because... 
I mean, I'm the type that I love to give gifts to friends and stuff, and that's like a big reason why it's hard to say goodbye to friends sometimes, but I'm definitely overly generous. Some might say too nice. That was a song that my old roommate was actually working on. It was a song called Too Nice. I mean, I just remember so many times in my life looking at my group of friends and being like, my friends are idiots. <laughs> like, not to be mean, but I don't connect with any of them. They treat me like shit. One of my favorite tweets that I ever twote was... Twat twatted. <laughs> was, um, being nice gets you nowhere. But that's not true. Being nice gets you many amazing places, but not with the wrong people. You just can't be too nice. Like, we're listening to the book The Alchemist right now, and there's a story that an old man was telling where it was about a farmer and a king, a shepherd and a king, and the king told the shepherd to hold a spoon full of oil and walk through his house or something, and he said, don't spill a drop of oil, and so the shepherd went through the house, didn't spill a drop of oil, and then the king said, did you notice any anything in my house, any details, I, and the shepherd was like, no, because I was trying to concentrate on not spilling the oil, and then he said, go back through the house with the oil and tell me details about my house when you get back, and he did, and he spilled all the oil because he was paying too much attention to the surroundings around him, so the moral of the story was take in everything you can around you, but never forget about your drops of oil. And I'm not sure if what I'm referencing this to is what the story means, but like have as many friends as you can, connect with as many people as you can, but don't forget about your own sanity and your own protection of your own soul. Don't forget about your drops of oil. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, you're, you're living your own story. It's a personal legend that we're acting out. So it is about you every step of the way, even if you're, you know, you can be as hospitable and charitable and uh, outgoing, thoughtful as possible, as, you know, as you want, but don't get caught up or held back. Yeah, it's a balance of letting people into your life, but also making sure that your castle's protected, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna, it's only gonna hinder your progress to get stuck in drama or be chasing affection that you're not receiving. You know, you can love people and you can ask for love, but you can't make people treat you the way that you want. And I think that's a big issue that a lot of people's relationships are suffering from is that we're not getting what we're asking for, so we're trying to demand it or force it to happen when it's like if you're looking for frozen waffles you're not gonna go look under the couch right so it's like we're just you just need to look for look in the right places for what you need you know the um like i said before people will be there for you as much as they can so no matter what you you know no matter how much you want to do or you're believing in you only have a certain amount of energy that you can put outward and it's through the filter of what is fulfilling your needs. I mean, you, you know, you're living for, we're living for each other. Everything that we do has a ripple effect. It's, it's echoing and resonating in other people's process. You are a fundamental part of that. So you got to pursue what lifts you up. You know, for me, I like helping other people. You know, I do little things where like, 
carry an extra pair of socks with me or try to keep stuff in the car the like like hot little hand warmers extra pair of gloves you know just snacks in the backpack and obviously you could always do more of that kind of stuff that you're able to offer extend to the people that you might come across in your path but like you you matter too your happiness and fulfillment is just as important and no matter where you go or what you do or who you're doing it for you can't pour from an empty cup right and then also you know i was thinking that when we have people in our lives that you know you're constantly checking up on them worrying about how they feel catering to their their wishes and you don't feel like it's being reciprocated you know those things those people those exchanges that are comfortable or that are making you feel content or you know it's it seems like it's like oh it's good enough they're just going to keep you where you are you know the yeah if if the people you know i've thought about all the friends that i thought i had and people that i maybe wish i had like i i think they're cool or i think they're intelligent or uh whatever it is you know just thought they were a swell guy or love love that person you know love that kid but at the end of the day if they're not collaborating with me to you know elevate attain greater heights um just you know realize our goals and dreams like i'm not trying to be where i am now in a year or two or whatever you know and if if those people aren't aren't going to put their energy into that forward motion then it's like you got to choose you got to decide if you want to stick around where you're at or move on to better things which might be yeah. leaving people behind yeah to piggyback off of that actually something that i kind of just came up with on my own right now and realized is that if you're losing friends that actually means that you're growing you're outgrowing them in certain areas and you generally will not lose friends if they're helping you grow one more time for the haters in the back you will not lose friends if they're helping you grow yeah because i mean if they actually are there for you then where would they go yeah and usually i mean not to like toot my own horn or anything like that but I honestly feel like most of my friendships that I've lost are just from people being jealous of me in some way. I don't know. We aren't, we just aren't speaking the same language anymore. Maybe the ideas and things I have to say are too complex for them or things they don't want to talk about or, cause I mean, I'm a weirdo, man. I talk about all types of shit that most people would probably just roll their eyes at. Like, uh, I don't know, spiritual growth, how to be a god. <laughs> or goddess, and, like, I believe magic is real, I believe, uh, we were just talking about that in the last episode, but, like, my perception of reality probably just transcends my old friends, and not in an egotistical way at all, I just, I see the world differently, you know, I, I literally, oh my god, okay, I need to just talk a little shit right now, but that friend of eight years that I lost after a breakup, this person was literally convinced that space was not real, that any picture of space was CGI, that there was no actual real footage of space. And I was like, why would they make that up? And she was like, 
why would they tell us what's going on up there? Like, um, for humanity's sake, for the knowledge and power of wisdom, why would they make all that up? There's literally photographic evidence and, like, I don't know what she even believed was actually up there, but <laughs> the person that I was dating at the time was agreeing with her. I was fucking flabbergasted, man. She clearly was just going down a path of, like, non-science evidence. And I think, honestly, what the kicker was that made her just not want to talk to me anymore was the fact that I ended up getting vaccinated. And she was, like, super against it and stuff. And I could tell that when she found out. And I was really against it at first, too. But then I just thought it was a good idea. But I could tell that she was, like, disgusted that I had gotten my vaccination. And I guarantee that that's a huge reason why she stopped talking to me, which is fine. And not saying that that's growth. Like, I'm not, I'm not vax, anti-vax, or anything like that. I honestly don't know what the right answer is. I feel like nobody really knows. I think that they are safe, whatever, we won't get into that. But I made that decision on my own, even though I was surrounded by people who were super against it, which could be some type of growth mindset. And growth mindset <laughs> to quote Brockhampton in one of my favorite songs hottie one of my favorite lines is I do the things you hate I'm changing every day like friends who are also in a growth mindset are not gonna leave you when you are growing yourself and that is absolutely 100% true for me personally. All of my old friends still work at the serving job. They still work at the restaurant, Red Lobster. They're older than me. They've been there for more than a decade. They aren't, I mean, good for them. They're making the money they want, but that's not the type of people I want to surround myself with. And it did seem like every time I got a new job or progressed in my career in any way, they like distance themselves from me. Like, I'm not bashing them, but they are not growing, that's for sure, you know? They can do what they want, obviously, but they are not in a growth mindset. Yeah, everybody can do what they want, even if it's stupid. Stupid dumb. <laughs> stupid old. And these are literally... Okay, talking a little more shit. Let's go. These are literally people that have college degrees, so I don't know what the hell they're thinking, to be honest, but whatever, it's okay. Anyways, and it's, I mean... When you're so generous to somebody and you bring them into your life and you give them gifts, you give them your time, it's hard, really hard not to feel like a fucking idiot when you just stop talking to them or they don't want to talk to you anymore when you did so much for them. it's That's the first thought I have is, man, I'm an idiot. I just am way too nice. I give way too much. I'm too generous. But you do not need to feel that way. You can feel proud of being a loving person who's willing to bring people into your life and give them access to your wares and goods. You're you know. in your coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Think, really, it's important to focus on your trajectory. And I think that that's something that is misunderstood. You know, it's like, oh, I, I did... I did this and this for them, or oh, they weren't there for me, or you know, wish that uh, it would be nice if. Right. But it's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And who's down for the ride? You know, it's like I think we we spend way too much time judging people past necessity. 
I mean, it's important to, I think it's really important to identify. Like, okay, if I'm doing all this and putting all this time and energy in this person, or, you know, I'm there for them, I, I care about this person, I would like to give them what I can, and they're not doing that for you, it's like, well, it's a question of our own motives. You know, am I only doing things for people because I want something in return? Because, uh, you know, there's really two, there's two kind of extremes to that. It's like one that you give away everything you got and it can do some good somewhere. Someone will take it. But yeah, it's the classic giving tree story. You know, the giving tree gave everything it had. At the end, it was left with nothing. But at the end of the day, the tree can say that it tried, you know, and, and I I think that the the virtuous path would be that you do give it everything you got. There's nothing there's there's nothing to be proud of in becoming more jaded or more conceited or self-centered, you know? It's like you should be egotistical in the sense that like if you starve or freeze to death, there's not a whole lot you can do for anyone around you except be a pair of boots and worm food. But trying to hold on to what little you have and protect it as if you as if as if we're entitled to or deserve it more than those we could bless by sharing you know i mean i go back and forth a lot i think that's the struggle you know this uh ram das richard alper this harvard harvard professor turned psychedelic spiritual guru you know he said that the main dilemma is between our heart and our head that your heart is telling you just give it all away which will leave you with nothing literally just get, be handing out the shirt off your back all the food all the money all the love directed outwards just it's all of ours it's theirs and then the head is telling you oh well i i can't because i need it i need at least that much and i would need even more to be able to do any of that so they're just pulling you in opposite directions i think at the end of the, with the whole just with the idea of actually like losing people it's like eh, i mean, I, I would say you, they're not really lost because you never really had them because you know, where i'm at now is i'm seeing that my circle is small because it's people that i can trust who trust me and there's a reason for that so the uh kind of the logistic facts of it are what do we need from each other each other not just what do I need from them or what can I give. It's like if someone's not able to if someone's not able to support my dreams and my vision, then they won't and they can't. So why would I ask or struggle over it? You know, if I can if I can do something for someone else that makes them experience any bit of joy or ease or comfort, then I would want to. But if I can't boost someone up and, you know, help them follow their passion their guiding light then why try to utilize my energy that way it just goes both ways that if nobody's hitting you up and checking in on you then you do that for yourself but you know it's like just because nobody's making sure that you ate enough today or that you don't need someone to talk to you could go out and be that person you know i guess it's it's really a matter of I've talked about this before, you know, what can you do and where is it going to be utilized to the fullest? Really, you find a corner worth being in and anyone who deserves to will find themselves there. 
like uh, something I thought I'd mention is that I, I've been having, a, over the past several months, I've been having a lot of dreams about my dad. He's just always there. I don't know. It's like there's different dynamics about it, too. You know, it's like the other night, a few days ago, he was, like, trying to kill me. <laughs> we were, like, actually battling with fucking blades and shit. It was, like, some weird epic showdown where it was, like, super dangerous. It's weird and just scary. And, but other times it's, like, we're just living together or something. And, you know, I keep thinking, like, this is a person who, like, literally doesn't give a fuck about me at all, has a whole different family, basically thinks that I'm just, like, a lost cause, you know, I'm old enough now that I should have my shit together and made too many mistakes, blah, 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 you know, it's just, it's a lot of persecution going both ways, you know, we both just don't believe in each other at all, and I guess I'm thinking why it keeps coming up, why I keep, you know, seeing this image of us having a relationship is that some part of me wants that obviously that someone that i i mean i would say i love him in a way still really it's like even though i don't talk to him i don't remember when his birthday is don't know what i don't know what we're gonna do for each other at any point if ever but you know we have a history and he's been there for me at points in my life done me disservices but at the end of the day if he needed something and i could do it for him i would for anyone, anyone I've ever met, if I, if, if they like literally needed a hand up out of the fucking water, I would help anyone should the situation arise. And I was capable. I feel that way, you know, I believe that. How I act on it is obviously different, you know, how, how often are we actually checking in on or actively you know, offering a lifeline or any kind of encouragement. But, you know, I guess I think what I was trying to reconcile was that we're not there for each other. And maybe at some point I will work up to take that, that one-sided step where I'm reaching out, offering affectation, I guess, or just letting the people know that I'm there, even if I never hear from them. But above that, I was thinking that it's like, I just need to accept that if you're not important to people and they don't want you around, that's not anyone's fault. It's kind of like how it's depicted the hero of many different stories that um, they get burned so many times by their enemy, by the villain, but then when it comes down to it, at the end, life or death, they choose to help the villain, and that's what makes a true hero, a true god, like an avatar, lost airbender. He, the Fire Lord is literally trying to kill him, but in the end, he decides not to murder him and to just take away his bending, which is which he has chosen to abuse. I think most people in this whole world would do the same thing. I hope. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, I'd like to think, would choose to be the hero. And that is divine. Error is human. Forgiveness is divine. And it kind of plays into this uh, concept that I've been thinking about recently. I might have mentioned this in the past. I'm not too sure. But the idea that... Like, when we're mad at each other, when we're pissed at a friend, we're not thinking in terms of life or death. We're thinking in terms of petty tiffs and arguments and petty feelings and, you know, like, oh, you burned me, so fuck you. But truly, there is no such thing as revenge. Good revenge. The best revenge is no revenge. The best revenge is living well. And um, this concept that I have been thinking about is, it's just something that keeps coming to mind, is the words, how quickly we forget. And I've talked to Trinity about this extensively, but as humans, we adapt to our surroundings so fucking well to an actual fault. 
that we forget how good our situation is, how much we have to be thankful for, how much we truly care about certain people in our lives, or how much we would actually do for them, given it coming down to life or death, or something equally as pressing. So we're wired to adapt. That's what we do. That's how we've evolved and overcame different time periods, and that's how we progress as a society. But, like, what once was a great friend can quickly become someone that you're pissed at because they're not answering your texts. What once was a dream job quickly becomes an irritant or annoyance. What we once wanted becomes something that we just have. It's just how we survive. But that's not divine. To remember, to appreciate, to love, that's divinity. To forget is human, to remember is divine. Anger, frustration, it all comes from forgetting what we have. Arguments, anger, fear, everything of that sort. If you get mad at your partner, your family, you're angry about something they said or did, you're forgetting the divine. If we were in a zombie apocalypse, if we were in The Walking Dead, those arguments would not be important. You would not be mad at your friends. You'd band together. You're stronger in numbers, you know? Well, and, and I think with extreme, you know, kind of hyperbolic situations, those sorts of extreme circumstances or basically exaggerations of uh, scenarios, you know, people kind of forget that, like, we're already living in a, in a place where those kind of decisions are really just as dire or important now. I mean, if you close yourself off and isolate and, you know, reject everyone and everything around you, who is that really protecting? We're just, de we're depriving of, we're depriving the world of ourselves and, you know, limiting resources available to our growth. If you look at the world, like the human body and mind is like a machine that it requires fuel and maintenance and it performs specific functions then all the elements and aspects of your environment are like tools for fulfilling your requirements you know okay like as an individual you got your own two feet or you know literally or so to speak you can just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and start hiking but how much faster would you get there if you hopped up on a bus or hitchhiked a ride? You know, so you could look at life like that, that we've all got a destination and everything around us has a designation. You know, we, we do things for each other. Well, my point is, at this stage in my life, at this age that I have reached, uh, I'm just seeing the importance of not burning bridges, but also not completely dismissing or abandoning possibility, really. I mean, one good example is, uh, you know, my aunt. I hadn't talked to her in a while, like years, and sometimes you go to check up on people on Facebook and you'll see add friend, which means that they went out of their way to delete you or unfriend you, you know? It's, like, pretty obvious because I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, at first, that's a little frustrating or wounding even, I guess, I don't know, you know, there's different ways to look at that, like, the person's basically forsaking you, but, but yeah, instead of, uh, you know, really taking it to heart, feeling some type of way, and maybe acting harshly, or any kind of negative thing, I just, I just added her again, and, uh, 
hit her up and was like, hey man, haven't talked to you in a while, how you been? I think it was even, like, I think it was even, like, a happy birthday, like, I f- had heard that her birthday was, like, the day before or something like that. And she's like, oh, hey, good nephew, how you doing? Like, you know, just pleasantries, small talk, whatever. And then I was just like, oh, well, Laura and I have been working on uh, making stickers and stuff, you know, trying to kind of do our artistic thing, get that off the ground. And uh, she ended up buying a couple stickers from us and then just overall being like helpful in any sense you know like she was just like oh well you know you could try this and this out and here's some stuff I've been working on just it was just uh it was refreshing because I wasn't really expecting that I wasn't like just going out of my way to try to get something out of it I was just thinking that um kind of keeping the hope alive sort of thing that any any new or future interaction can be advantageous or favorable. And that doesn't mean that you need to go out of your way to try to be in everybody's good graces right now. But, you know, it's just, it's, it seems simple, it seems simple enough to keep your head up. Your reputation is important. Like she was saying earlier, you can't control how other people perceive you or whether they like you or not but you can can make active choices to not leave a bad taste in people's mouth intentionally yeah i mean it's easy to be bitter you will you have probably definitely been burned in the past you will continue to be burned in the future but i guess what i'm taking away from what we're talking about right now is that i'm gonna continue to navigate world of friendships and relationships with the best I have. I mean, it's actually kind of like a lesson I learned in serving. I, when I was a server, I got my first bad tip, which it was like a $150 check, $5 tip, you know, and I was so mad. I was so hurt. I was talking to somebody at the restaurant and I was like, I'm just not going to try anymore. You know, that classic, ridiculous self-talk that you give yourself. I'm done. Yeah. I'm just not going to try hard anymore. And this person was like, what? You have to try hard no matter what. Like, that's obviously not what I wanted to hear because I wanted to be mad about this tip. But they're absolutely right. You have to try no matter what. No matter how many times you're burned. Dust yourself off, get back up, and try again. Just like Spider-Man. (laughs) Spider-Man! It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you can get back up. Yeah. Something like that. And even my brother, I think about this all the time. I was pissed about something dumb and complaining to him about it. And he just looked at me and was like, what are you going to do? Give up? And just the way he said it, I was like, no. (laughs) And I I literally think about that all the fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, is that it? Did that break you? Is that all you got? Yeah. And I've even said that to people i know too so i'm i'm going to continue to be generous and open up my life to people and try no matter what no matter how many times i get burned but at the same time i'm going to never forget about my drops of oil on the spoon i'm never going to forget about myself and what's important to me and how i treat myself how i take care of myself because you can't give everything you've got if you're not taking care of your roots. The giving tree cannot give everything it's got to its owner if it's not taking care of its own 
And at the end of the day, no matter who walks in and out of your life, at least you can walk away saying that you tried your best and that you acted respectful and gracious and generous, no matter how they treat you. You don't need revenge if they walk out of your life. There is no revenge. There's just fighting fire with fire. And I can't believe we haven't said this yet, but the other day we were talking about friends I've lost and I was telling Trinity about it and he said, you know what they say, some people are in your life for a reason and some people are in your life for a season. Things are there when they show up and you treat them with what is in your heart. Yeah. You know, if, and if you actually love and you care and you want to be a good person, then just do that. Yeah. And another thing is in the book, The Four Agreements, which is a great book, um, one of the agreements is don't take anything personally. Don't take anything personally. No matter how, <laughs> I think there's even an example, like somebody could shoot you in the head and you can't take that personally, <laughs> which just seems hilarious. Like you're just dead and you're like, oh, that yeah. has nothing to do with me. That, but did, that it, didn't even suck. <laughs> but it really doesn't have anything to do with you. How people treat you has nothing to do with you because everybody has a choice of how they treat you. Like the friend that dropped me because of space and the vaccine. I mean, she made her choice. She, I was had a growth mindset. I was willing to learn and she was not. And she did not appreciate that. And she chose to treat me the way she treated me. And that's fine. Definitely don't need those types of people in my life. And I am going to make it okay no matter what happens. As long as I have myself. Well, I think the main thing that... I, I think something to consider that kind of goes to the wayside is, you know, we we get in this, oh, I don't need that in my life. Oh, I don't... It's like, well, a lot of the times we don't really get to choose what's in our life. So like I said, things show up and they're there. So if a dumb person or someone conflicting... Um, someone who's really rubbing you the wrong way is there um you know you can't just like wish them away it's more like i think i think a, a healthy way to view that would be just knowing <laughs> i just thought of the term mise en place it's a cooking term but it means everything in its place it's like before you even start cooking it, you know you want to have all your equipment out and all the stuff that you need for the task ready to go. All the ingredients, all the tools, everything uh, available. And so you're not like doing extra legwork, hunting down stuff or pulling it out, putting it away, whatever. But with the world, you know, putting it, scaling it outward is like, just know where things go in relation to you. If someone's not on your team, uh, doesn't mean they are to be hated or destroyed in any literal or metaphorical sense. You maybe just don't keep them in your circle. Because if someone you don't like asks you for help, are you going to be less likely to send them five bucks or give them a blanket or piss on them while they're on fire? I guess people are going to do what they're going to do, including you. So just do your best to not let yourself down. You know, really, we keep coming back to this idea that it's time to move on. We are 
we're here to do things, not punish each other or ourselves. So all the all the drama and expectations and judgments are just problems to be solved. Yeah. Let go of your anxious attachments. Allow yourself to grow with or without whoever's by your side. And life is like video games, man. I mean, the more enemies you have, the less familiars around you. That means the more you're leveling up in life. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where, well, hopefully, I haven't seen this happen to myself yet, but hopefully I will get to a point where I'll be surrounded by people that are wanting me to grow with them. One of my favorite Instagram selfie captions is, I know I change, baby, that's the point. Take care of yourself, take care of your roots, and allow yourself to be generous, allow yourself to give. You will get burned, but that's no reason to give up or quit or not try. Yeah, I remember seeing this, this one quote that said, the best people are those who have been through hell and walk out of the flames carrying buckets of water for those still consumed by the fire. That's good. That's, it's just like having hope no matter what. If you're in a zombie apocalypse or not, if you're surrounded by walkers and lame brains, you still have hope. You're still trying. Like the scene in The Walking Dead when um, that guy from the CDC was like basically going to commit suicide and kill everybody in there too because the CDC was going to uh, sanitize itself or whatever because it was running out of power. And I think it was Andrea who was like, why would you keep us in here? Why would you not just let us fight for as long as we can? That's the name of the game, baby. Just keep fighting. Keep getting back up. The show must go on. And this show must end because Mama is tired. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a while because it seems like it's something that just keeps coming up in my life. But truly, from just talking through this, I'm realizing that I... I'm just outgrowing certain people in my life. And I am actually proud of that because I can sit there and wonder what I did, why why I lost him as a friend, how this happened. But like I said before, there is no why. I just simply am leveling up. And along the way, I have been more than generous to anybody around me. So come get some, because we got it. <laughs> Remember to take it sleazy. Keep that fit hard, though. Watch out for reptiles. Always buckle your shoes. And definitely, definitely, definitely prevent forest fires. (laughs) Peace. And remember, it gets easier.